0: Welcome to the Iowa Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics podcast. The Iowa Academy is an affiliate of the Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics. We are a nonprofit organization with over 900 members, including registered dietitians, dietetic technicians, and dietetic students. We promote and enhance our profession through activities, conferences, and more to help improve the lives of Iowa citizens through evidence based practices. This podcast will highlight upcoming events and how being a part of the Iowa Academy can help you grow as a professional through continuing education, networking, and serving in a leadership role. We offer scholarships, awards, and grants to recognize great leaders to the profession and provide them with funds to assist them in meeting their career goals. Head over to eatrightiowa.org for more information. And now let's get on with the show. Hello, this is Allison St. Germain, your president for the Iowa Academy, and today we are talking with Callan Ogsted, registered dietitian with ISU Dining and nominating chair for the Iowa Academy of Nutrition Dietetics. She is going to fill us in on how to nominate someone to the board for the Iowa Academy. But first, let's get to know her a little bit better. Hi, Callan. Welcome to the podcast.
1: Hi, Allison. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely.
0: So... You are a registered dietitian with a master's degree in public health. Can you tell us more about how you became interested in dietetics and then your career path up until now, and then also what you're doing in your current role?
1: Yeah, that's a great question. Um, so how I got interested in dietetics, um, I was very involved with 4-H growing in rural Iowa. I grew up on a family farm and from my involvement in 4-H and ISU extension and outreach um, as well as just growing up on a farm I always loved and was fascinated by us being able to grow food in our garden, um, in the fields, our, our vine crops, our berry patch, all of that um, and was just really impressed. One um, of my for ISU Extension and Outreach as a nutrition specialist. Mm-hmm. And so um, kind of seeing food be grown, as well as learning from my mom's friend, her name is Paulelda Gilbert, nutrition can help our bodies do all of the things that bodies are supposed to do. It really just made me so curious and interested in, in food and how it affects our overall health and our bodies led me to Iowa State uh, to major in both dietetics and family and consumer sciences, a uh, non-teaching option of family and consumer sciences. Basically... Um, a job that Paul Elda had at the time. Um, So that's kind of how I got into dietetics. But once I was here, um, and what really got me interested more in the public health side was how other cultures relate to food and how other things influence our food intake and most importantly, our food attitudes. And so um, I decided to go to graduate school for my master's of public health, I went to UW-La Crosse for my MPH degree. And it was a community health education specification um, for my MPH degree. And when I was Mm -hmm. there, um, I worked quite a bit with other community organizations implementing eating disorder prevention programs for adolescent females, um, specifically eighth grade through 12th grade. And um, so that's what really got me interested in disorder role of things where I currently focus a lot of my work on on campus um, was from that prevention standpoint. Again, um, it's much more of a cost savings if we can prevent a disease from happening or manifesting. Um, and so that was where so much of my experience began um, leading me into my current role um, on campus at Iowa State University as the registered dietitian with Doctor. Um, most of my job relates to assisting um, students, first year, second year students who have meal plans on campus, being able to eat um, in the dining their meal plan and feel comfortable eating on campus as well. In my role of, on campus, about half of the students um, that I work with Throughout a semester, struggle with eating disorders or body image-related concerns or any other disordered eating habit, and the other half usually have some sort of digestive-related um, diagnosis or digestive distress-related issue. I do work with students who have um, food. Need as much assistance um, because the nutrition therapy for that is much easier. Whereas the nutrition therapy for eating disorders and for digestive um, disorders like IBS, UC, Crohn's, um, just take more time. They take more visits. It takes a little bit more time. So I get to know those students a little bit more. Yes. Well,
0: and I'm assuming as well that some of the students that come in to see you with a gut issue or a digestive issue, sometimes there is an eating disorder going
1: on with that as well, I'm sure. One hundred percent. Oftentimes mm-hmm. a student will come in and honestly, it's just that fear of food. Again, my thing and with my background, I love food and I want people to be able to enjoy it because it tastes good. It's supposed to mm-hmm. taste good. Um, it brings back so much fond memories of my life and different cultural or religious as um aspects of food as well and so when food can bring on distress for any reason whether it's digestive distress whether it's emotional distress that distress manifests itself in different ways person to person and so oftentimes there is a little bit of a correlation between a lot of the students who I work with and any of the symptoms or concerns that they have been struggling with.
0: Sure. And I really liked how you answered how you got interested in dietetics. Um, you said something. You said seeing food being grown. And I think that our youth today, uh, we they're not really taught that. And it seems that the nutrition curriculums in the schools tend to be so focused on preventing weight gain, which is harmful, of course, and lose the aspect of let's teach these kids to be curious about food and how is it grown and that sort of thing. So I love that you bring that aspect to our profession as well.
1: Oh, that's awesome. Thank you. I love that part. I think it's so fascinating. And again, it's about biology from the earth um, affecting and benefiting the biology of our body. Yes. Okay, so now we'll switch gears a little bit here. You have been active in the Iowa Academy. Will you give us a description of what you have all done? Yeah. Um, So I've been active in the Iowa Academy, and um, currently I'm actually the chair of um, our nominating committee. So what that is, is I have a team. Um, There's myself, and then we have two committee members who are on the nominating. Committee. Sometimes we interchange those words a little bit. (laughs) But basically, our role is to reach out to our colleagues, our registered dietitian colleagues around the entire state of Iowa, um, get them connected with the Iowa Academy, and also um, encourage them uh, and boost them up to maybe apply for a leadership position. So that could be um, both on the board of the Iowa Academy as well as on the council, on the council position. Um, Really, it's talking to people, advertising the benefits of these leadership positions, talking people through what some of the positions um, each year entail, as well as like trying to find the right fit for them. Maybe they have an interest in the position specifically, or they know that they want to become involved, but aren't exactly sure in which way might be the best for them, whether it is Mm -hmm. a committee, whether it is a single position or um, on the council, or whether it is um, a a board position. So, um, working and encouraging all of our colleagues around the state to really get involved, because there is a wide variety, um, depending on which um, life stage you're in, um, any commitment or time uh, amounts that you are, have available. We really want to be able to make sure that other registered dietitians are able to continue to grow in their professional development through um, being a volunteer for the IOR Academy in these variety of ways.
0: Yes, and a lot of our positions, too, will have an elect position and or like um for instance, with you in the nominating, you have a chance to observe what's going on and helping in a less you know active role than being the actual chair. And so I feel like if people knew that that they actually get trained in, it might be less fearful because I know some people, not only it is a time commitment, but also some people are fearful that they won't know what they're supposed to do in the role. So I just wanted to get that out there, too, that we have we get trained in and we have every you know other people in the leadership roles that can help us,
1: too. So, yes, 100 percent. Almost every single role on the on our governing board has an elect position, um, whether it is the president elect, the meeting chair elect by elect, um, Mm -hmm. as well as um, you mentioned, like the nominating committee, since there's three of us on the committee, we actually have an Mm -hmm. elect-elect position. So really the only positions um, on the board and council that do not have kind of that training period would be our secretary-treasurer position. Um, That's still a two-year position, um, but apart from that, every other position has... Where you really work with the person who is currently in that role to have a year of training, a year of seeing, a year of assisting. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was a nominating committee, two years of training, assisting as part of that committee before you are actually the board elected position to that.
0: Yes, I feel like that is comforting to know. So first, though, I want to thank you for all your service to the profession mm-hmm. of dietetics, not only with Iowa Academy, but also with our students at Iowa State University. Oh, thank you. And so how do you feel being involved in a leadership position with the Iowa Academy has helped you in your career as a dietitian?
1: Oh, um two things immediately pop into my mind as to how being in a leadership position has affected my um, my role as a dietitian. Um, number one, it's maintaining amazing connections with other dietitians across the state. Um, regardless of how many years you've been a dietitian, getting involved really connects you with dietitians in a wide, ver- wide variety of areas as well as a wide variety of life experiences. And so I think that is incredibly empowering as well as just very awesome and very cool to be able to meet with dietitians who I have never met before whose life experiences are completely different than mine um, and being able to foster those relationships with those dietitians um, who are different ages than hands down one of the best things in my opinion yes
0: Yes, <laughs> I, I do also like the networking piece and learning from so many other dietitians because we all kind of have our little passions. Mm-hmm. And so then we tend to, you know, study and get more information in that area. So it's always fun to learn from people that are doing different things than you normally do in your profession. And so because, mm-hmm. as you know, dietetics, there's so many different pathways to go as far as, you know, what you're doing Yes. And for mm-hmm. the profession. So, okay. One other so, thing, if
1: you mind. Oh, if I yes. No, nope, go ahead. Yeah. Um, so, one other thing about why I think a leadership position within the IO Academy is so awesome and has helped me personally. The networking aspect of things, but it's also to give back to our profession, right? Like, we spend so much time in school and um, our rotations, our internships to be a dietitian. And I really encourage dietitians of all ages to continue to get involved because. If they are involved with the I.O. Academy or with their state's academy or, um, you know, nationally, the um, overarching academy, that is directly aligning our profession with the future. How are we going to continue to support our profession as registered dietitians and how is that going to impact our profession in future years as well? Yes,
0: very well said. The Iowa Academy functions off of many volunteer roles, and we've talked a little bit so far about the nominating committee. Can you give us more specifics as to the different roles, and then how can somebody nominate or volunteer to be on the ballot?
1: Yeah. Okay, great. Um, I'll go through the roles that we have on the ballot for this election year. So for the board and council, what the nominating committee does, again, is we recruit, we screen uh, potential candidates for a position, for an office on the board. Again, they're elected onto the council as an elect uh, year first, um, but for the nominating committee, we really um, encourage people to um, To apply and to be on the ballot. So all of the members of the Iowa Academy vote for who they want to be in this elect position and then eventually into the board position that they are elected for. Mm-hmm. So for this year, for the election that's happening um, for the Iowa Academy board leadership, board and council leadership in, um, uh, in 2022, we will be electing a president elect And that is a one year term. Every single year we vote for a president elect position. So, again, um, this position uh, will eventually be after their elect year, then they will become the president for a year after that. So, again, it's a two year um, length of time, one year as president elect and then transitioning to president for another one year term. And right. then we have
0: the outgoing president too. So yes. technically mm-hmm. it is a Technically a, it's three. 3 year mm-hmm. term,
1: yeah. Yes. So the president elect position, works th- with the president in all areas to orient to the position of president, assigned projects, special projects, um, any task force leadership that's needed, um, really also empowering all members um, to uh, become involved with the Iowa Academy. The president-elect also attends, reports to, and participates in um, the Iowa Academy Council meetings, and then also establishes a quorum Um, at board meetings as well so Mm -hmm. thank you for the correction technically it is a (laughs) three-year term so one year as president-elect transitioning to president and then after president then they are past president for another year where they get to establish a um, a special project that they want to assist with Mm -hmm. yes yes Okay, And so- I,
0: I know our outgoing president, which is Jody Gatewood this mm-hmm. year, she has her special project is working on getting the districts into regions. And so mm-hmm. that has been so helpful because the president has a lot of roles. And so being able to have the, you know, the outgoing president do some of that has been really helpful.
1: Yes, 100 percent. Again, it's really just to make sure that all of the leadership positions um, still feel supported in their mm-hmm. role. Mm-hmm. Um, so, one other position that we have available on the um, on the election this year, and also this is another position that we vote for every single year, is our meeting position. Mm-hmm. So, what this means is a person has one year as the meeting chair. Elect- And then they transition to the meeting chair for one year term. And so what our meeting chair elect and our meeting chair are is they help to um, participate and they guide the planning committee for annual meeting. So that is our Mm -hmm. Iowa Academy meeting or conference, some people call it, um, that happens almost every single fall um, that we have for continuing education for our members, as well as for um, so much other uh, knowledge gained at these annual meetings or conferences every year. So the meeting chair elect um, really helps. They are on the committee, Meeting chair, and then they also um, uh, step into the meeting chair position, where they work with their committee. Again, with meeting chair elect and the meeting chair itself, they have a planning committee for the annual meeting um, that they guide. That they are the leader for, which does everything related to the meeting. It can be um, making sure that we have CEUs uh, for. Sessions that are at the annual meeting, it can be making sure that we have breakfast, lunch and snacks set up, mm-hmm. uh, making sure that we have um, presenters for the meeting, making sure that we are um, coordinating with presenters, making sure that they are at the right place, whether it's in person or that they have all the appropriate If it's a virtual event, whatever that is, and also working with marketing um, to make sure that it's advertised to other dietitians to know, hey, this is a really great continuing education opportunity. You should come to our annual meeting um, because of all of the great information as well as networking that's going to be happening there.
0: Yes, it's a very important job and a big job, but there are lots of committee members. And so it gets all divvied out. And so don't let the description, you know, you know, sway you to not do it because there are a lot of people on the committee that make it all
1: work. And also, even with that, like, um, we've had Say, oh like I would love to have a board position but I just don't know if I have time right now being on the committee for the annual meeting is mm-hmm. a great place to start if you're someone yes. who isn't exactly sure of you know how far to go to jump on in um joining one of the committees and the annual meeting committee might be a great opportunity to start getting involved with the Iowa Academy without um jumping too far in yes good point
0: Mm -hmm. Are there any other positions available for this upcoming election?
1: Yes. So like I mentioned earlier, um, the nominating committee, we elect um, someone to our committee every single year. It is a three-year commitment. Um, So I mentioned that earlier a little Mm -hmm. bit, so I won't spend too much time on the nominating committee. Um, But we also have our CPI elect. So CPI stands for Council. Issues elect. Um, So uh, that is a two-year term, first year as um, the CPI elect, and then eventually transitioning to um, being the CPI chair for another one term. So this position um, really works to help to support um, the publication committee. It makes sure that there's um, meeting deadlines, discussing issues related to our profession to the board, they coordinate um, activities with any publications managers, um, making sure to enhance that there is good communication between members of the Iowa Academy and with the board. Um, The CPI elect also assists with forming any new like practice groups, um, any new ways our members. So in the past, this position has brought up ideas of a mentoring program. They've brought up ideas of um, different ways to make sure that we can collaborate within all of our um, colleagues who work all across the state to ensure that we are all supporting each other.
0: Yes. And I know we added one new thing recently to the CPI elect, and that is, Is they are in charge of the content specialist bureau. Yes. So we Mm -hmm. have, which is a very exciting thing that has been growing over the years, where we have members that will let us know that they're interested in doing this, and then if there's ever a presentation in their practice area, they will, you know, be given the opportunity to speak on that.
1: Yes, that is so important. Our content specialists, because oftentimes a dietitian does get asked or the academy gets asked to speak to a group about a specific topic. And if we don't have a record of um, what dietitians can speak on what specialty areas, difficult to connect qualified registered dietitians, again, the real nutrition expert in Iowa, Mm -hmm. to these speaking opportunities. So having this um, specialist bureau is very, very important to ensure the safety of all Iowans and and accurate information being presented at these speaking opportunities, but also ensuring that our registered dietitians in the state um, get connected with them as well. Yes. So are there
0: any other positions that are
1: open for election? Yes. um, We have have all sorts of different opportunities. Um, So we have uh, another position. Our secretary and treasurer position is also going to be on the ballot for this coming year. Um, So our secretary treasurer position, that is a combined position um, that still has two years. Um, So it will be as both secretary and treasurer. And so in this role, um, the person attends all council meetings um, as well as board meetings and conference calls, takes minutes and assures that they are typed and filed as we are classified as a nonprofit underneath um, the... National Academy of Nutrition and Dietetics, as well. Um, They submit the minutes to the president elect for review, um, approving the minutes, sending that to our executive director, all of those like minutes and note taking things. Um, On the treasurer side, they also submit any financial reports um, to the board, as well as communicating with our executive director and um, for any of our investments that we have, and making sure that our budget stays on top. to our continuing education, our marketing, our annual meeting, all of these Mm -hmm. other things um, to make sure that that the I's are dotted and the T's are crossed.
0: (laughs) Yes, and this position also works closely with our executive director, which is actually one of our paid positions for the Iowa Academy. And so it's not like you're just kind of left to yourself. The executive director will help you
1: and the president will help you along Mm -hmm. your way as well. Percent. It's really wonderful because all of the leadership roles that we have with the IUI Academy, they all have great support within each other on the board, as well as with the entire council and by our executive director. Okay, so are
0: nominations open
1: now? Uh, not process works. What we have is a process. So when it comes to our nominations, um, we are recruiting people right now to apply for these positions. Hopefully by December, we'll be able to have nominees. And so what that means is we'll be able to say, yep, we have these people who are interested in these positions. We present that slate to the board and council for approval. We have to wait a little bit. Uh, Hopefully by December or January, we'll have our slate complete, and then we'll be able to present that to our board and council. After that, that's when we will um, be able to put the slate of nominees onto our voting platform, and then that will get sent out to every single Iowa Academy member. And then Iowa Academy members, um, this will be sent out via email, Iowa Academy members will be able to vote for who they want in each position. And so after that, um, even though we are recruiting people right now, um, the positions that we are uh, electing right now, we're recruiting now. They actually get elected in about February, um, but they don't until next uh, until next spring. No, Mm no until (laughs) next summer, next June. Um, So there's still a little bit of um, leeway time in it as well. And so in June, that's when we have our transition meeting, where we go from the past um, person in that position to the new one. Um, And so we have a little bit of a time process still. And so if people, if work's really busy right now, and you might not have time, Hey, honestly, that's really great because you still have time until June before you're even in that elect position. So, let's say somebody's interested in mm-hmm. one of these positions. What do they do to get more information and to get onto the ballot? I guess. Wonderful. Um, so, you can get in contact with myself or the rest of the nominating committee in a few different ways. Um, so, what you can do is go to our Iowa Academy website and then click on get involved. Um, You can go that route um, and you should be able to find our contact information right there. Um, We also have an email address that you can just Say, hey, I am interested. I would love to get involved somehow. Um, and our email for the Iowa Academy Nominations Committee is nominationeatrightiowa at gmail.com. So nominationeatrightiowa.com at gmail.com and that's all one word, no uppercase, all (laughs) lowercase, um, on that email address. And just give us an email and we would love to schedule a time to talk to you about the different positions, answer any questions that you have, um, and get you on that slate of the nominees that are going to be on the ballot for these positions. And I will put that email address
0: in our show notes. So anyone who's interested can just look in our show notes, too, if we didn't quite get that jotted down. That would be wonderful. Thank you. You're welcome. So to wrap up, I just have a few more questions. What excites you about
1: the profession of dietetics? Or tell us where your passions lie. One thing that excites me about being a dietitian and just our field is really just helping people to love food again. Um, I kind of mentioned this I became a dietitian, but food is more than just fuel for our body, for our mind, nourishment. Um, Food brings in our culture. Food brings in religious perspectives food brings in and connects us to family memories or memories as a child. And so food is just so much more about that eating experience and celebrating um, and enjoying times with loved ones. And so that's something that I just love about our profession and about being a registered dietitian is helping people to love food again and be able to reconnect with those experiences. That they might have lost if food was a struggle or if um, eating was a struggle for them, Uh, whether it's, you know, disordered eating or whether it's a digestive disorder that's making food just so unpredictable for them. But really, I just love helping people find joy in these little things.
0: Oh, yeah, I love that. That is that was so well said. (laughs) So, do you know anything now that you wish you knew when you started out in the field of dietetics? <laughs> oh, gosh. <yes. laughs>
1: oh, my goodness. Even when I was in school, I was so bent out of sh- not knowing every single little thing on exams and projects and papers, whether it was undergrad or graduate school or even in my dietetic um, internship and in my rotations and really this is something that I tell um, whenever I talk to student groups or other dietetic students it's really like you don't have to know every single little thing um, you just have to be able to have compassion and care and try your hardest to comfort and support people because really oh, that's what the yes. dice, regardless of whether you are in a long-term care facility or if you're in the ICU like you still need to have that compassion and that care and then the knowledge base will flow with it with wherever and whichever position that you have in that moment it's all about helping people to live lives that they're able to thrive in and um, to really support people from that human level. So that's something that I have definitely learned and encourage all young RD2Bs or other registered dietitians um, to really think about like, don't sweat the small school and all of the, all of the details there. Yeah. All of that's really important. But when it comes to our, Position as a registered dietitian. It's really about the people that we are helping.
0: Yes, that, that's just beautifully said. And I think, you know, I just remember too, just, you know, graduating and thinking I needed to know everything. Mm-hmm. But I just love how you said that, you know what, just be kind, compassionate, and caring, and that's going to take you a long way. So I yes. really like that.
1: 100%. Well,
0: thank you so much, Callan, for talking with us today. And so that concludes our show. And just remember to take some time each and every day to celebrate you. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to check the show notes or eatrightiowa.org. If you're interested in learning more about the Iowa Academy, you will find important updates, resources, continuing educational opportunities, many of which are free, job postings and more. Thank you for listening the Iowa Academy of Nutrition Dietetics, the real nutrition experts.